Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Sesame Corazon. This is your host, Ayana Kelly. We're back with another episode uh, during our Latinx Heritage Month just because I think we're dope and we are important and we need to highlight ourselves every moment possible. Um, today's episode is going to be with a fellow Dominicana. Uh, I just like, I'm just in awe of this person. And so I'm so glad for her to be with us today. Charlotte, can you introduce yourself? Sure, Ayana. And I'm so happy to be here and honored that you asked me to be here. So I'm Charlotte Castillo, like you said, Dominicana from New York, daughter of immigrants, you know, first generation, all that great stuff. Um, and I'm the managing director of Poderistas um, and have a background in media and entertainment and brand building and have found myself at a running this amazing organization. And that's how I got to meet Ayana. So I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Yes. Shout out to the Poderistas and the Power Squad. I yes. know everyone's listening. Um, Charlotte, thank you for, for being here, being on the mic. I know personally, you know, that you've gone through some things and mental health has definitely been a priority here recently, but I think it's really important to share your story. Um, before we get into that, can you give us a little bit about your background? I think it's really important for other Latinas to hear, like, you can do it too, right? You can navigate some of these spaces. And I think you've been in some amazing uh, spaces. You touched on it a little bit, but can you give us yeah. a little bit about your background? Sure. You know, I'm going to go back a little bit and try to be short, but I think <laughs> it, to, your segue was great. This idea, yeah, that ever you can navigate these spaces. I mean, the Dominicana, daughter, first daughter, my parents, you know, when I was a kid, what do you want to be a doctor? You know, I wanted to be a doctor, mm -hmm. you know, and that was very much the plan. I get to college and I'm like, wait, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I have no interest. And that <laughs> broke my parents' heart. But I had no, I didn't know what I wanted to do. But, you know, then it's like, you don't know what else to do because you, you I wasn't exposed to anything else. My parents were like, like they call it laborers, obreros. So it's like mm -hmm. doctor, lawyer. That's all you see on television, right? Yes. But, you know, somehow I found my way to media. You know, I'll, I'll cut it, the, the story, but I found my way to media <laughs> and I realized that it kind of just came naturally. I really enjoyed it. Like I love pop culture. I, at one point I thought out, coming out of college that I was going to do a PhD because somebody said, oh, there's not enough Latinas doing PhDs. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. You know, that was my yeah. approach. I'll do it. Why not? <laughs> sure. I, I believe in that. Um, and I got into a PhD program and I did it for about a semester and a half. And I was like, whoa, I hate this. <laughs> I'm like, I, I love to learn, but not in that environment. Like I was, I was always yeah. a good student, but I didn't enjoy school, you know? Um, but what I was studying was I, my big thing was Latinos and popular culture. And this is before J-Lo, before Ricky Martin. And I'm dating myself. I was, I'm older. <laughs> this is before all of these people. But I always knew, I was like, wait, there's so many Latinos and we have this music and this culture. We're impacting culture. We're impacting the United States. I want to study that. That was my thing. So I got into an American mm. studies program at NYU. And at the time it was like all the amazing people. If you know anything about American studies, Trisha Rose, Greg Tate, a lot of people were there. But I realized that I didn't want to be like studying it. I wanted to be in it. So that's kind of where I've landed in media. I was like, wait, mm. I want to be doing media. I want to be in music. I want to be kind of part of the people who are helping craft it and helping kind of promote it. So that's kind of, that was my jump. So I yeah. went from NYU, left that because I hated it and, and went into, <laughs> and did a bunch of things, but I was in music business for a little bit, then found, found my way at Latina Magazine. So that was my real big job. And, and, and it's a connection with Poderistas because one of the founders was the founder of Latina Magazine. Yes. So one of the founders of Poderistas. <laughs> so that's how we connected here. But um, so I was like the, the first marketing director of Latina Magazine and did that for eight years. And it was 
so amazing because I really got to learn on the job, right? And we were then at the time that we were the first people to put Jennifer Lopez on the cover, you know, like we were the first, you know, we had Ricky, we had all the people. So we were there kind of doing the Latino culture thing back before it was super cool, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So did that for eight years. And then from there, I thought, well, you know, I've done it here. I want to do it can I do it somewhere else? Cause you know, that imposter, all that stuff that you hear is like, Oh, I don't know. Yes. I don't know if I can succeed anywhere else. So somebody shared a, something, an opportunity at Viacom across the street, actually here in New York in Times Square. And I went and I got the job and I thought, okay, I'm going to get into this role and then kind of navigate my way around the company. And it, because it wasn't a media role specifically, it was within consumer products. But I got mm-hmm. that job and I basically stayed within, not the same role, obviously, but within the same group somewhat for like 15 years. <laughs> so I started as a director, wow. I walked in as a director and I walked out as an SVP of global franchise planning, whatever that means. Um, so <laughs> had a lot of great opportunities and, you know, but my big lesson was, and I, I'm saying this because I think it's important to hear, is that you just have to, if somebody believes in you, you just got to go for it. Like I did it a lot of the times and a lot of the opportunities that I was given, I was like, I don't know that I can do that. I don't know if I have the qualities or mm. I don't know if I have the skills, but I was always like, okay, let me try. And, you know, was relatively mm-hmm. successful throughout. So I think that was, that's one thing that I, 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 I like to tell people that don't doubt yourself, right? Like, just keep trying. If people, especially if people are going to give you the chance, go for it. Even though in the yeah. back of your mind, you still got that question to this day, like, hmm, am I doing the right thing? Or can I do this? Am I really doing a good job? And, you know, I think that comes from all kinds of mental health stuff. I actually do believe that, it, you know, you're questioning yourself at all points, oh, yeah. but, but you just got to push through. That's amazing. I love how she's just like nonchalantly, yeah, I was SVP. <laughs> but outside looking in, like that is amazing. I think it's just like it makes it tangible, right? Like I know someone who's achieved this and I can be there too, right? Because you look like me, you sound like me, we come from the same backgrounds, those kinds of things. So just yeah. thank you for representing us just every I mean, level. it was, <laughs> and you know, while I was there, I tried to bring people up and speak and mentor and, you know, but you know, it, it takes its toll, I have to say. Well, for me, it did because you, you know, I, one of the things that I always prouded myself on and is that the right word? Proud in myself? I don't think that's the right word, but you know, we're both tired. Uh, we knew. <laughs> um, I, I was proud of is that um, I was always trying to remain authentic, right? Like you mm-hmm. hear this a lot, but like really like I wasn't going to, you know, I wanted to be authentic and have my voice and um, question when the things that were planned or the strategies didn't work or, or ask the questions about, well, what about, you know, being more inclusive or diverse? And I, you know, I did that with joy and did it, but it, it gets, it takes its toll after a while. So, you know, after 15 years, I was like, okay, it's time. It's time. And you know, the time was, I, it was time it was chosen. I knew it was time for me. And then, you know, I got laid off to be, you know, full transparency. It happened. Mm -hmm. There were so many marriages at the time we merged with another company and I was laid off, but it was a welcome moment for me. And, and, and speaking about mental health, it was, I didn't know how much I was going to need it. You know what I mean? Like in hindsight Mm -hmm. and the universe sometimes always knows I, I, it was, perfect timing. And it was like, my last day there was two weeks before everything shut down. The world shut down for a pandemic. Literally, it was the last Friday in February of 2020. And two weeks late, that was my last day at Viacom. And March 16th, I always remember that date. March 16th was like a Monday, right? Mm 
Mm-hmm. That was the last thing. Everything shut down. School shut down. The NBA shut down. <laughs> and and, and yeah. then the world has never been the same. So yeah. it was it was interesting. You know, it was an interesting time when I look back at it like, oh, I didn't know then what I know now and what I know has I've gone through. But had I had that not happened, I don't know where where I'd be today. Right. You know, I, I think well, if I would have remained in that role, I don't know. Mm. So let's get into it. You're talking okay. about all the tolls and, you know, you're not necessarily knowing that you needed this break. Mm-hmm. What has been your mental health journey? Like, obviously, these last two years of pandemic have been huge on everyone. But what's your perspective? And beyond this, before these two years, I've always been um, aware and 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 um, open about men- needing mental health, you know, and, and needing mental health professionals and therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in couples therapy a couple of times with my husband. Um, I did, you know, single solo therapy, but on and off, like not consistently, I would say, but, yeah. but I, you know, I was dabbled in it and, and, and respect it and definitely believe in it and know that it's important. But these last two years, I think is for many people, it's been the time when I've taken it the most seriously, right? Like I mm-hmm. was like, I need this. Um, you know, my, I keep referring to it kind of ominously, but you know, I'm really open about my experiences. And again, many people have had similar or worse experiences, but you, you only know your own. So, you yeah. know, COVID came November of 2020, my dad contracted COVID and like a week later died, mm. like literally. So it was like Ugh. shocking. He passed away. That was November of 2020. April of 21, my mother passed away. Not COVID, passed away, you know, complications. She'd been ill for a while, but I think the last straw for her was just my dad passing because he was her kind of primary caretaker. So she died Mm. April of 21, so less than six months later. Then two months later, my husband was diagnosed with stage four cancer. Oh, my So it was like, ah! You know, it's just like, what is going on? And in the meantime, you know, we're trying to manage work and, you know, because I was working at Poderistas and I have a, a son, you know, a young son who had also just lost his, you know, grandparents and, you know, life in COVID mm-hmm. and all this. Um, and around actually March of 2020, a month before my mom passed, but a few months after my dad passed, I decided I have to get a therapist. Like it was just... I needed it. I was going through a lot. I was, I turned, I was about to turn, I turned 49. So it was, and I was like, you know what? It, I need to start taking care of me. Like, what am I doing? You know, I need to focus on myself. I need to, um, and at the same time, it was a mental health journey and a, um, like a body journey, like a physical, like just health. Like I started, I, you know, I, over the last two years, I've lost almost 150 pounds. Like I, I was just like, wow, need to take stock in myself. Like, because in order to yes. support and be there for all these people, I really need to focus on myself. Like I have to selfishly. And, and that was a lesson mm. for my mom that it's always really interesting when I think about it. Cause you know, she was a Latina immigrant. You would think, you know, kind of more conservative or traditional, not conservative, but she was always like, you're first, you know, take care of you. Cause if you can't, mm. if you're not well, nothing else is going to work. So that was something that she drilled in me all the time, which you would think, cause you know, there's a lot of uh, us, other narratives of, moms being kind of like you know martyrs and like giving and like you know sacrificing and she did her sacrifice like she did a lot of sacrificing but I think in hindsight she was like no 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 I didn't do this enough you need to take care of yourself you're number one Charlotte Charo she called me Charo Mm. Charo numero uno tu (laughs) your kid can cry over there let the father take care of him cuídate tu vete arreglate las uñas go get your hair done go you know go hang out with your friends take your time for yourself so 
Yeah. That was in my mind. I went, I started therapy in, in March, thank God. And then my mom passed away in April. My husband was diagnosed in June of 2021. And he just passed away in April of this year, right? Mm. Yeah, 22. So less, like 10 months later. So it's been wow. a thing. <laughs> it's been, wow. it's been hard. It's been. That is a series of such significant loss. And mm. I am just amazed at your ability to like just speak openly about it like I, I'm I mean, I'm about to mm-hmm. cry you know I, it's just amazing for you to be you know so open about your journey and also uplifting our community in general I mean the work that you do the Poderistas is absolutely amazing and no one would ever know unless they talk to you one-on-one that you have so much going on you know behind yeah. the scenes in your personal life so I just want to give you your flowers just damn <laughs> thank you, you know. yeah I think you know coping mechanism for me you know doing you know so sometimes I also have to take check that and say wait stop stop doing and start feeling you know as my therapist mm-hmm. says what are you feeling like no just do 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 right because that's how I cope yeah. right that's what we do we like do females <laughs> we're just like gotta get it done gotta get it done but then every once in a while Guilty. it catches up yeah you know it catches yeah. up so um, yeah, it's been, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, wow. Like, even when I tell the story and, and you know, I've heard, I've done a lot of like healing things and therapy and all this stuff. And they're like, the more you say it, the more it becomes real and the more it grounds you. And, but mm. still, whenever I tell the story, it sounds like fake, <laughs> right? Like, it doesn't sound real. Like, how could that be? That I mean, timeline. it's straight out of a scary movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so and, I know, can, I can see that. Yeah, but... This is, you know, control the controllables is how I live. Like, I don't know if I said this is what has, life has dealt me for whatever reason. Yeah. I have a son that I have to, you know, be strong for and and, and be um, healthy for. I have still have myself that I need to be healthy for. So mm-hmm. thank goodness that I decided to take this health journey, both physical and mental, because if not, and I say this to my friends all the time and they laugh. I'm like, if this had, if I hadn't done that, if I hadn't like really kind of turn inward and said, I have to take care of myself, I, you would have to be peeling me off the bar stool, like literally, because yeah. I like to drink too. So you'd have to be peeling me off the bar stool and like <laughs> taking me somewhere with like a, a wheelchair because I can't move because I would have gained so much weight just because I would have yeah. been feeding, you know, like filling the void, filling the hole and the pain with all this other stuff, comforting. Right. So for whatever reason, it just, something just turned in me and was like, I got to take care of myself. Like I, you know, before... It, you know, it happened before my I knew about my husband and before my mom died, but there was something about like, I got to take care of myself because like we have this one life and we yeah. got to, can't take it for granted. And I think, you know, when my dad died, that was shocking. It shocked me. Mm. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, every day is a struggle sometimes though. So, I, you know, like today was a tough day. It was my son's first day of eighth grade and, you know, it's his first, oh. first school year that he's starting without his dad and you know we usually do the whole picture thing and I was like oh you know like I was just on vacation we took pictures and I look at the pictures I'm like oh somebody's missing so you know every day is something it's all the first but Mm. you know you gotta keep moving you gotta yeah feel it feel it and move on like that's kind of my my approach my journey feel it feel it and move on you know um Mm -hmm. don't just do the usual you know, got to get stuff done, got to get stuff done. And, you know, by the way, you should see my desk. I'm like, list, because, you know, we're a small team. We have a lot to do. We're getting into election cycle. There's a lot to do. 
Yeah. But every once in a while, I just push it away and like, okay, I got to go to my room or I have a moment that mm-hmm. I just have to cry because that still happens or I just yeah. need to go work out or take a walk or just breathe. Or, um, But I'm lucky that I have a job and an organization that allows that, right? That has the flexibility of that. And and like you said, you know, I really enjoy the work. The work has been mm-hmm. super um fulfilling as well because I'm you know I just enjoy the community and giving back to the community which I know sounds super cliche but I do like in building this amazing you know meeting women like you that are doing amazing things and um there's so many of us out there and it's just how do we how do we continue to grow and connect Mm -hmm. connect all of us and how do we make things bigger you know yeah so that's that's inspiring and it it helps me helps me heal I think Mm. I love that. I want to go back to something that you said about your mom, where your mom said to prioritize yourself, which is not very common for a Dominican woman, I think. (laughs) How has your heritage as a Latina impacted your mental health journey? Like, has that ever had an influence on the way you take care of yourself? You mentioned like we we try to get it all done. (laughs) Sometimes you can't do that. I think, I think culturally, it's just not something that we talk about, right? And you mm-hmm. know, like mental health and taking care and 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 therapy. Like, what? What's that? Like, who does that? You? Mm-hmm. It, it, why would you tell your problems to a stranger? I mean, <laughs> so, and by the way, like that, I heard that from family, right? Like, why? Why would you pay a stranger to tell you? No, no, se puede decir la, la familia. Right. You know, you know how it is. Keep everything. Yeah, so through. queda entre nosotros. Mm-hmm. Exactly, right? So it's almost like di- airing dirty laundry. And I'm like, you know, you don't understand how therapy works. It's private. <laughs> but, but they're like, no, but why would you pay for this? Just come tell us. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. You're the problem. Like, I can't come tell you. <laughs> um, That's reality. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I think, you know, being young, you know, younger, I remember. And, you know, like, I feel like even in our language, being Dominican, like, I think, you know, people use that, tuta loca. Like, they use that this mm-hmm. expression of being loca, crazy, a lot. And yes. I, I've thought about that, like, looking back at it and, like, and who who was identified as loca, who was... And I think back and I'm like, those people probably just had issues or were going through stuff, but they were loca. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. definitely a stigma around it, or there was. I think that now, the, you know newer generations, younger people, I think are just more open to it. And that's actually what's really inspiring to me. Um, Poderistas, that people are just like open and, 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 and mental health with a big M, like all the ways. Cause I think there's healing to be done. You know, I, I, I believe in mental, like professional health, but I do mm-hmm. think that, you know, just taking time, yoga, movement, breathing, um, all of that communing with your friends. Like to me, that, that gives me life, like me spending time yes. with my friends. So I think there's so many different ways that you can heal, but I think this idea of being intentional about it, I think is, it's catching on. Like people get it, like people get that they need it. And I think people enter it at different places where, where they're at mm-hmm. and then eventually go through their journey. Um, but you know, like every once in a while I had thrown in, Oh yeah, my therapist. And you know, like a, an aunt of mine will be like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I go mm-hmm. to a therapist because I need it. And, but now it's like, oh yeah, because your parents died. I'm like, well, yeah, but also before that, <laughs> right? Like also before that I needed it. There's just, cause life is hard. <laughs> yes. you know? 
Yeah, as if you needed any other reason to go to therapy. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, So I think it definitely has impacted it, but I've I've always just been open to it, you know, and I've always been Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I understand. Even younger, I was like, I think I'll have a therapist one day. You know, like I always knew that 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 was important. I mean, you know, we won't even get into childhood stuff. I mean, you know, you saw all kinds of stuff, you know. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think I also knew. Mm -hmm. I think I also knew. I was like, so I'm not quite right here. I have yeah. to see somebody eventually. <laughs> and also just to see how my parents, like my mom dealt with her trauma, you know, like her mm. heartbreak, you know, there was heartbreak there. Um, it, it's sad to me when I look back on it, that she didn't have any outlets. You know what I mean? Like she didn't mm. have someone to talk to. She didn't have, because she did believe like she was this interesting dichotomy. Like, yeah, you're number one, you're, but she was also traditional in the, no se le cuenta la cosa a la gente, or, you know. Um, yeah. But I guess, I think as she got older, she evolved. Like, when I think back the last 10, 15 years of her life, she definitely evolved. Like, really interesting anecdote. So when she, when I was, uh, how old was I? Like, 26 or something? I had graduated college. I had my own place. As soon as I graduated, I left. I was like, I got to go. That was, You know mm-hmm. how traumatic that was <laughs> to tell yeah. Dominicana. ¿Cómo tú vas a I mean, eso? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> tú en verdad no eres Dominicana. <laughs> no. <laughs> tú no eres muchacha Dominicana. Porque no muchacha Dominicana, no, you know, wouldn't do this. Move out. Move out. Yeah. And by the way, I, scandal. I moved out with a guy. Oh. <gasps> I was like, he's my roommate. But my mom saw right through that. I was like, he's my roommate. <laughs> but oh so I gosh. had my own place, whatever. Then we broke up. I got my own place. And then one day she calls me. She's like, Charo, yo me voy a ir a moldarme contigo. <laughs> Come again? ¿Qué, qué? <laughs> I, I was like, what? Yeah, you don't, you don't want to estar aquí ya. And, you know, whatever. She was in a situation that wasn't, you know, she just wasn't good for her. And and actually, yeah. I think back to that, and she was, that was a mental health decision that she made, you know? Like, she was Ooh. like, this situation is not good for me. She was living with family, and they were living with her, I would say, but she just said, I can't. Mm. And, you know, it is hard to get family out. I got to get out of this environment. I'm going to leave the apartment, oh, yeah. but I'm going to come to live with you. And in hindsight, mm-hmm. actually, I'm talking to you. I'm like, she, that was a thing she decided to do. Like, she had that, like, I can't do this anymore. I got to go. I'm coming to you. Yeah. <laughs> that time that I she lives with me was the best. Even though I, oh. at first, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? My life is going to change. But when she <laughs> came, I set the ground rules. I have a boyfriend. I sometimes spend the night. You know, I, you know, like that was a big, like, and she was kind of like, somos roommates, somos roommates. Wow. She was like, look at mommy evolving. What's she going to say? She's living with me, right? That was the thing. I was like, you're living with me. You're welcome. But this is my house. Mira eso. But Mm -hmm. that time together gave us so much, um, like we got to know each other as adults, as women. Mm. And we got to talk a lot and we got to like. So during that time, I remember telling her, and it's when I started looking into a therapist and she was like, oh, do I say that? When I explained to her, it's just like, this is what therapy is. This is how it works. This is why I think it's important. She's like, oh, me, me parece bien que tú hagas eso si tú crees que lo necesites. And I'm talking a lot of Spanish. Is that a problem? <laughs> oh, not at all. I mean, okay. it's called Satomi Corazón for a reason. Yeah. I'm like, I don't usually go. When I'm talking about my mom, I feel like I have to, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that time, that kind of multi-generational bonding time was really mm-hmm. helpful for me to understand her experiences and then helpful yeah. for her to just understand how I lived and just accept 
you know, what I needed. And, you know, she was mm. super accepting. And even though I didn't have to have her acceptance, it was nice to have it. You know what I mean? It was yeah. nice when I would be like, oh, I'm going to therapy. And she'd be like, okay, que te vaya bien. How'd, you, how'd yeah. it go? And we'd talk a little bit about it. So it, it was an, well, it's been an interesting always, journey. Yeah, I think we always, even if it's subconsciously, want the approval or support of our parents or, you know, our nuclear family. So absolutely. And I've also lived with my mother and can attest to the way that I mean, you gotta, you gotta either get along or you get out. <laughs> right, right. I'm telling you, no. I will never forget the the um the day when she called me. I was like, and, or the day before she was coming. Like it was like the night before. I didn't want to go home. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to go home. And I worked oh, at Latina at the goodness. time. And somebody was like, let's go for a drink. I was like, I don't want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> My life is gonna change forever. But it was totally for the best. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. I wouldn't have. I'm so glad it happened. Like, I'm so glad I mm-hmm. had that experience with her and just got to know her and um, in a different way, you know, as an yeah. but, uh, yeah. but yeah, it was fun. That's incredible. I think it brings up a really great point about, and I can't speak for everyone. I think I'm speaking for myself specifically mm-hmm. here, but I don't know that aside from my parents, I've taken the time to know my family, like my elder family members as mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Like I only know them how they're related to me. I mean, my mom, mi abuela, like I know her as my my grandma. When I start thinking about her having limited educational resources and birthing five children and going through infidelity and deceit and all of these life things, I'm like, well, damn, my grandma made the best that she could out of a hard place. You know, Absolutely. I think it's really important, especially as we talk about our culture in this month, you know, in Latinx Heritage Month, that it's not just the food, it's not the parties, it's knowing our elders and knowing our history and our stories and how that impacts the way that we like walk through life, right? Because we carry yeah. some of that generational trauma and it impacts the way that we approach certain things. So absolutely. That's such a yeah. good point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to transition a little bit to Bodaristas and we keep mentioning them. And I think it's important, especially as we get into midterm elections mm-hmm. here shortly. What does Bodaristas represent for you personally? Wow. For me personally, um, well, I mean, I this whole conversation is interesting. You see the thread. So one of Poderista's founders was the founder of Latina magazine. Mm-hmm. She called me in August of 2020 and said, Hey, I think you have some time on your hands, which I did. <laughs> I was sitting, you know, the pandemic, <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, um, and we need help. We're launching this organization. And I thought of you, we need some help to market it, pull together marketing. I was like, okay, sure. Volunteer. I was a volunteer. Yeah. No, we're a nonprofit. And I was like, no problem. I'll do anything for you. Cause you know, she's one of my mentors, <laughs> one of my favorite people. Yeah. Um, so that's how I started August of 2020 and it's August of 22 and I'm still here, you know? So I started <laughs> and, and she sent me the information of, you know, what they were trying to achieve. And, you know, obviously the, the founding, the list of founders is amazing, impressive, you know, from the yes. celebrities like America and Eva, amazing, but also the, the, the organizers like Monica and Jess yes. and the research, Stephanie, like all of them, Carmen, yes. they're all amazing women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Elsa, who does like all, she has her own superpowers, right? They yes. all are amazing. I'm sure I've missed a few because there's 10 of them. So it's a lot sometimes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I was 
gladly joined. And it got me back to the Latino community and Latinas. And I worked for Latina Magazine. So this idea of collecting, you know, connecting again with the, with the, with the culture, with the market, and, and then for, towards this amazing goal, this idea of mm-hmm. harnessing power and getting Latinas more civically engaged and civically engaged in the broadest sense. Yes, we want more Latinas to vote, but everything. We want you to run. We want you to, you know, volunteer. We want you to be poll workers. We want to, we want you to be active in your community and understand that you have a, 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 a say and a voice in what happens in your community. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be so passive. It feels that way sometimes. And this year especially has felt that way, but you can't mm-hmm. stop, right? You can't stop. You can't let it, you can't push back. Right. So yeah, that to me, when I was called, I felt like it was a calling and I was like, absolutely. And then once it launched, I was like, well, I can't just walk away. Like there's so much work to be done. You know, you launch one day, but it, and I kept saying, this is, this is not like a light switch. Like we're going to have to build it. <laughs> yeah. So like a few months into it, they were like, well, we want you to be, can you be our leader? You know, we need a leader to think long-term and kind of pull us together and figure out what we're going to do post 2020 election. Mm-hmm. So I joined as interim because I was going to, I was still interviewing at the time. Yeah. Um, but life happened, all the things of life happened. And every time I got even close to like a corporate role, something would happen. Like my father, my mother, my husband, like literally like mm-hmm. every time I had really interesting roles that I was super close that I would have been like, Oh, sorry, Paul, says here's, I'll give you a month notice, but I'm going to back to corporate. And then yeah. last fall, I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'm not going back to corporate, which was scary. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm, I'm going to stay here because I love what I'm doing. You know, I love yeah. working with the community. I love what we're building. You know, it's hard because it's a small organization. Like, I don't even know, like a hundredth of the resources that, you know, you would have at like um, a big corporate entertainment role. But it's just so much more fulfilling. You know, like I can't imagine yeah. now having done this, plus having gone through all that I've gone through, plus COVID, plus, plus, plus going back to that kind of role. Like, I just can't imagine. Like, this yeah. whole idea that I said, like I was, you know, being authentic, et cetera, just got harder. Playing like mm-hmm. what I like call the Game of Thrones, I couldn't even imagine doing that right now, right? Ooh. Like in the corporate level, like that's what we used to laugh. We're like, oh, the Game of Thrones. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for the gauntlet? Like or whatever meeting? No, like I want to do work that for me right now that, you know, makes an impact that I'm working with a community that I'm really passionate about, that I can really, truly, authentically speak to, right? You know, at mm-hmm. least at some level. I mean, obviously we're not a monolith, but... I have experiences um, yeah. that, but that I can also bring my professional skills and experiences. So it's been super fulfilling in that way, you know, being, yeah. you know, lifting, you know, Latina power and leadership and being a place for affirmation and inspiration. It's been, you know, a safe space for me because also the community of founders have been so supportive of me through this last, you know, tough time. They've been so mm-hmm. amazing, some amazing women, all of them. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the team, like the team and the people that I've met, people like you, like just amazing stuff, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, I mean, my goal is to continue and continue to grow it and hopefully get more resources and continue to fundraise and do all of that. Um, because it really speaks to where I'm at in my life right now, you know, mm-hmm. both professionally, mentally, spiritually. So, yeah. Yeah. And who would have thought? That we've been in Poderizas for two years. I mean, the Crazy, time has right? gone by so fast. And you've been I would since have never the beginning, thought. right? You signed yeah, I was one of the OG Power Squad members oh, and have been active ever since. You know, I have my fair share of tough experiences. Um, 
you know, I, I went through a lot of mental health things in this pandemic, but one of them primarily being a miscarriage and I got disconnected for a little bit. But then, you know, I found power at them being and reaching back and say, hey, power squad, I'm having a tough time. Let's meet for some wine virtually or let's read this nice. book or lo que sea. So I just I absolutely love my power squad and the people who I've been able to just keep close uh, to me and Look at us now, two years later. Look at that. And look at you. You've been at the White House. You've been best buddies with Jill Biden and Selena you Gomez. I mean, I'm like, look at that. Yeah, that's a weird thing. And, and look, I think that is all to because of you and the work that you do. But I like to think that we had a little piece of it, right? Like that we were able to bring this opportunity and say, we know there's so many amazing women out there doing amazing things. Let's show them. Because sometimes those opportunities, even though they say they're open, they're kind of insular, right? They don't get yeah. spread wide enough. So I, mm-hmm. I, I'm happy that we can, you know, do that and spread that that type of information and opportunities to yeah. our communities because yeah. there's so many women doing amazing, badass stuff, you know? Yeah. No, I will f- be forever grateful for that opportunity. And I would always attribute it to Poderistas. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but speaking of that and going to the White House and becoming what and I now know as a micro-influencer, how can we support micro-influencers as a community particularly focused on civic engagement and mental health and some of the issues that are really important for us? That's a great question. I mean, I think what's interesting and, you know, I'm in the like straight up fundraising mode right now. So I've been having lots of (laughs) conversations with um, funders and and philanthropy and and organizations. And, you know, there's lots of organizations out there that do um, civic engagement work, right? So there there are, we, we partner with some of them and we support them and we amplify their work. And we are more, Poderizas is more of like a, I like to call grass tops organization, right? We're not on the mm-hmm. ground. We're not. And there are people doing amazing work on the ground. They have troops on the ground that are actually like knocking on doors. That's not what we do, but we're using kind of our base and our, our kind of platform to elevate that information, to shine a light on it, to hopefully bring uh, influencers to them. But the one thing that I, that I love about the work we do, and, and by the way, it wasn't my doing necessarily in terms of the formula <laughs> is this idea that we approach this idea of power building really holistically. I think, mm-hmm. you know, the idea that we can't just say, go vote, go vote, here are the issues, go vote, go vote. Because by the way, like you said, you've had a tough year, you know, the pandemic, I've had a tough year. Like, yeah, yeah, I, it's important. I want to vote, but I, I have a lot of stuff on my mind. Our community yeah. and our, the Latinas that we know and that I know are part of our community are like, we like to call them the CEOs of the household, right? That's like a marketing term. But really, you know, they're mm-hmm. caregivers, they're ma- mothers, they're working, they're students. They're trying to figure out how to pay bills, get food on the table at every level. It's not, you know, like they're trying to figure out how they're going to keep their job. What's going to happen with this new pandemic? Is there another one? What's going on? Like there's a lot going on. Yeah. And then we're asking them on top of that, you know, they're being asked on top of that, hey, also you know, be there for your community, vote, get involved, get engaged. And it's like, it's a lot. So when you're prioritizing, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, I really got to put more focus on my family, right? Like that's what, that's normal. That's human, right? You're going to focus inward versus kind of broadly. So our approach is like, well, let's help her with the inward stuff, the lifestyle stuff. Let's give Mm -hmm. her resources. Let's give her information. Let's you know, shine a light on these amazing women that can be kind of inspirational. Let's provide her with tools. Let's do, you know, funny, you know, girls night in dance parties. Let's do yoga because she can't go down to the yoga spot because she doesn't have time. Like we really try to approach it really holistically so that then 
they feel like they have a little bit of time. Oh, let me think about my community now. Let me do more. Mm. Let me now that I have a little bit of this covered, I can open myself up and do more for the community and get involved and get engaged. And maybe I host a little party in my house to do like voter registration. And maybe I'll go out there and register three people, you know, or two people. My, yeah. I'll make sure that they're that they're set and, and I have a plan. And maybe when I'm gonna go vote, I'm gonna say, Hey, who's gonna vote with me? You know, like but it, I think to us, we're like, we can't have one without the other, right? Like we need to mm-hmm. really approach everyone, our community's lives as in the reality that we know it is. It's complicated. It's heavy. It's a lot. There's a lot of, um, not baggage, but there's a lot on their shoulders, on our shoulders. So we want to yeah. help with that in order to be able to um, help them kind of engage more. And from a micro influencer, mm-hmm. because these women are or we are at the center of kind of our communities. We're the ones, I'm sure you're the one, Ayana, that your prima, your tia, Cody, you're like, what's going on with this? Like, you know, you're the fount of <laughs> yeah. information, right? So to us, that's, that's a micro-influencer. Like you have power to influence this circle of people. And it's like, it trickles out, right? So I mm. think for us, that's how we approach. So when we say influencers, we, we yeah, we have influencers, capital I, and we, we have our group of women who are actors, directors, producers, and authors, et cetera. But then we, and we have a power squad, right? And, but then we also see our community as many influencers. Like they mm-hmm. are proud, powerful business owners, all of it. So go out and, and bookmark this and share it with your friends and tell the world because we know that people are coming to you. So we want to arm you with the information that you can share. Yes. I love that. Everything like that you just said, really what comes to mind is, if we pour into our community, our community can pour into themselves. And that's exactly like how I felt with the organization and just in general, right? Like I have not had literally the capacity to think about anything else. But when Poderistas and the Power Squad says, hey, Ayana, how are you doing? Hey, you want to take some time to decompress? Hey, let's talk about these really important issues, but also laugh about it because we got to still keep moving. You know what I mean? Then I feel like, ah, okay you know, I got to give back to my community. I got to also feed into what's fed into me and and pay it forward. So I just absolutely love that concept. And, you know, I hope that we can continue to do that, especially, you know, not just in Latinx Heritage Month, but in the midterms and, you know, next year when it matters again and just, you know, continuously. So it doesn't feel like it's performative, that it's not just to get you to do something, right? That it's actually an investment, that it's it's a true, you know, connection and relationship. Well, it's funny because something you said, I wrote it down. I was like, oh, that's what, you know, and I'm always, I'm, and I'm really hard on myself. And that's another thing with mental health. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. even like the founders, I'm like, oh, we're doing such great work. I'm like, yeah, we are, but we could be doing more. <laughs> 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 we could be doing, because I'm always like, how can we elevate? How can we do more? Mm-hmm. Which, it's problematic sometimes, right? Because you got to like enjoy, take the flowers and give yourself flowers. But it's something you said, um, and, 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 and a group that I really always thinking about and how to, how to kind of um, fortify is the power squad. Cause we, I feel like we mm-hmm. have this group of women that are so amazing and want to do more, but you know, the time, the issue, all of this and something as simple as like a power squad happy hour monthly. I'm like, Oh, we should just do that mm-hmm. and host a zoom happy hour <laughs> and bring yeah. wine everyone, you know, like little things like that. Cause I think that's what people need. Like, I think sometimes yes. we overthink like how complicated, um, um, you know, we, we overthink it. Like things don't need to mm-hmm. be that complicated. And we can also host, hey, do a meetup. Who wants to do a meetup locally? Like you, I'm sure, have people that you know in your local area, like a power squad mm-hmm. meetup. Do it. Send pictures. Tell us what you did. Um, yes. I mean, we're always thinking of ways to figure out how to 
do better, do more, do right. Yeah. I think it's, you know, and this is just a random idea that I'm going to say on air is like, you know, let's do the virtual happy hour and send wine from a Latina wine owner. Like, like, you know what I mean? And tie in like, yes, we're supporting Latina businesses, but also we're, we're getting the connection that I think we're all craving, especially like we haven't been in person in so long. It's just like, yeah, I miss like going to like in person and hugging someone and just like dancing salsa and merengue and sweating my ass off. Yeah. Oh my God. God, I haven't danced a good salsa merengue in a long time. Oh my God. Me either. And, you know, by the time this airs, I would have already gone, but I'm going to Puerto Rico and I just cannot wait to be able to do that. Nice. That'll be fun. Yes. I was just on vacation. I went to Maui with my son. It was like our first big trip after everything, right? It's like, let's have an Mm -hmm. adventure. But I kept asking like the cab drivers and people like, so where's the Latino community here? Is there a Latino community here? (laughs) And I could not find one. They were kind of like, because I was like, maybe I'll go dancing. I'll take my son dancing in Hawaii. (laughs) But lo and behold, I think there are Latinos there, but I don't know that they are in Maui. I think mm. there are maybe like in the big island or Ahu, but I, I was I was yeah. searching, girl. I was searching. I did not find. <laughs> you gotta oh, there's like there's always like, like that always, one right? mm-hmm, there's always that one hole in the wall restaurant or club where you're like, oh it's el tío, you know, and we always we know him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I there was one because I and then I I never ran into any Latinos, which is odd because usually I feel like you do. So I was at mm-hmm. a restaurant and, and and our waiter was, I was like, Mexicano? He's like, see, sí. like he was surprised. I was like, dígame, ¿a dónde están ustedes? Like, where are you? And where do you go? And he was looking at me like I was crazy. He's like, but he was like, no, no, he was like, there's not that many of us here. I was like, oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, and he said, you got to go to the Big Island, whatever. I was like, oh, well, well, it was nice to talk to you. And he was like, it's nice to hear Spanish. I was like, okay. <laughs> it sounds like we need a Latinx uh, takeover of Hawaii. <laughs> it sounds like it. Polarista, <laughs> retreat in Hawaii. Woo-woo. I'm down for that. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Somebody's going to email me um, and be like, when's that? I'm going to be like, ah. Well, we're looking for sponsors. Exactly, exactly. We're looking for sponsors. Yeah. We need a plane. We need the sponsors. Yeah, we can make it happen. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, I want to know a little bit more about the campaign that is housed on the Bullet Portal, which is the voice plus action equals Bullet campaign. Whereas obviously hyper-focused on civic engagement right now, but can you tell us a little bit more about what that means? You talked a little bit about how you can be engaged, but for yeah. those who, who need to know more. So the campaign, you know, we, we're talking about civic engagement all the time, 365, you know, mm-hmm. we do it at, you know, we do, we have like a 60-40 split of our content and we're always, you know, um, it's something that's obviously part and parcel of our philosophy and our mission but obviously for the midterms, we wanted to have a, a discreet kind of very focused campaign that we can rally around. And the Voice Action Podel campaign was this idea, even just thinking about when you say, yeah, just reminding people, yes, you have a voice, but you got to take action mm-hmm. in order to have the power. Because the voice alone, you, you can scream, but if you don't do anything with it, that's where the power comes. So that was kind of the thinking behind it. And we wanted to be able to do, obviously, step up the content, do more content. We're doing on-the-ground events. We did our first one, our first in-real-life event, Ayana. It, but it was in Miami. In Miami. Um, mm-hmm. And we're doing three more. We're having one in Texas, one in Arizona, and one in Nevada between the end of September and the end of October, all leading up to the All election. important states. 
Yes, all important <laughs> states, a lot of Latinos, lots of important issues mm-hmm. there. Some in some of the two of those states, voter ID issues. So, you know, we wanted to yeah. be in places that we think, you know, are, the Latino vote can really move things or make an impact. Um, yeah. And then the portal, you know, the portal was the first thing we rolled out, the Poder portal. And it's interesting because we talked a lot about should we do it? Does it make sense? You know, there's lots of places you can find election information, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I kept com- coming back to, yes, but to me, it's all about context and environment, right? And where those places are. Like, if you're not thinking about voting on a regular basis, like, you're not going to go to some voting-specific site or mm-hmm. voting-specific organization, or you're not going to go to, like, the New York State election guidelines. Like, it's just, it, yeah. if you, and those sites are, like, hard. Like, a lot of them are, yeah. like, difficult. Like, the green, the, the, the pr- fine print, it's terrible. All not the so asterisks. Exactly. And it's like, if this, then I guess it doesn't even make sense. Sometimes you have to read it five times to understand, okay, when can I drop off my ballot? And right. some things worse than others, which I believe is intentional, but I will, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and again, going back to this idea that Latinas are busy, like we need stuff to be delivered. We want to do it. We want to make a difference, but we don't have time. <laughs> so yeah. the thinking was, let's make this as simple as easy as possible. Let's create a portal where they can go in an environment, pretty fun, upbeat, inspiring and motivating messages. And they're used to coming to us, right? So they're used to coming to us for all this messaging. So let's bring them, keep them in our, in our, in our ecosystem and, mm-hmm. and give them access to the data that they need in their state. So on the portal, we have a, a, a map of the United States and it has a heat. It's a heat map that shows kind of the percentages of Latinos in each of the states, which I think is, is my favorite part because, you know, you don't think that, you know, there's Latinos in Idaho or whatever. You would have fooled me. Right. At the map. And we're everywhere. Yes, there's some lighter states that have, you know, low percentages, but we're in every single state. There are Latinos in every single state Mm -hmm. and we can make an impact in every single state. And that was a point. Right. But when you click on the state, you then can get into figuring out voter ID, what ID do you need to go there? The dates, the key dates that you need and you yeah. know all that information. So we work with partners to populate and and um, populate the site. So we're really proud of it. I'm really proud of it, and and we're hoping that you know people take to it. And then another piece of the campaign is that we created because we also want to make it fun, right? That's part of the lifestyle piece. We want to make voting fun. So we partnered with Latina-owned brands to create a kit yeah. um, that. You know, we there's a tote, there's a bucket hat, there's a lip gloss because you know you gotta look good when you go mm-hmm. vote. Um, you know, Latinas can't leave, don't leave home without the lip gloss. And it's, there you go. Yeah, um, a lip gloss. We have um, a, a postcard bundle that people can actually use the postcards to send kind of messages to their friends, like, "Hey, chica, it's time." And everything yeah. has QR codes on it. So again. The QR code, you take your phone wherever you are. You're online to vote and you're like, ooh, what do I need? Or you're on your way to shop. Oh, let me do a QR code, check, make sure, make a plan, check my registration. All that's on the portal. And we wanted to provide easy access and easy ways to kind of access that data. And 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 you have no excuses. Like really, we're like, we have yeah. no excuses, Mohan. Get this done, you know. Um, so the campaign was about that, you know, informing, motivating, inspiring our, our, our community to kind of go because we know. Typically, midterms are not great turnouts. They're just not mm-hmm. because they're not sexy. They're not sexy. Like the 2020 election was sexy. It was silly and, you know, 
and, and messy and scandalous, but it's sexy. <laughs> Presidential election, ooh, the president. These mm-hmm. midterms are like, uh, it's midterms, we'll have to vote again. Like, right. people, you know, literally people are asking that. Like, oh, yeah. And, and I would argue sometimes people, these are even more important, right? Like, mm-hmm. every, every, for all 435 seats in the House are up for, for toss up right now. All of them, yeah. every single one of them, about, you know, 30 something in Senate you know, a bunch of governorships. And then that the list goes down the ballot, down the ballot from a, you know, regional to state to local and city. So this election is actually more important, I think, than the presidential election, right? Like it, yeah. so, but getting the vote out because people are so tired. You know, it's been a tough year with Roe v. Wade, with Uvalde and all the gun stuff. Like it's been a mm-hmm. tough year. Buffalo, yeah. Buffalo, absolutely. And then people are like, wait, I voted, but this stuff is still happening. And I think people mm-hmm. feel demoralized, just like disempowered, disenchanted, disenfranchised. They're like, why? Why do it? What's the dip? What's the imp- what's the difference? And that yeah. is breaking my heart. Like, no people. I know it feels mm-hmm. like a slog. It feels like it's not a difference. But if you don't vote, that's where the difference is. Like, that's where yeah. you're sending a message that it doesn't matter, that they can do whatever, whomever. Yeah. Whichever side you Absolutely. sit on, you have to vote. You know, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. So we're doing everything we can. We're trying to make it fun with the lip gloss. We're trying to make it artistic. We, we you know, we work with a Latina uh, illustrator to create kind of bespoke art that's super cool for different Latinas. Kind of like, I like to call her Patty the Poderosa, you know, like Rosie the yes. with her mm-hmm. arms out. Um, you know, we're doing the events on the ground. You know, we're doing uh, get out the vote content with our influencers because, you know, they're trusted mm-hmm. messengers and we did that in the 2020 cycle. So we're trying to hit yeah. every... Um, every aspect we can to kind of deliver that message. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully we'll, we'll have good numbers. We'll see. It's yeah. Be tough. You touched on it. Yeah. You touched on it a little bit, but why is it even more vital than ever to get the Latina community specifically to cast their vote in the upcoming midterm elections? I mean, look at the issues that we have, that we have going on. I mean, I think a lot of the stuff that people think about on a day-to-day basis, you know, like, Oh, look at the road. I want that pothole. That's not the president. Mm-hmm. That's your mayor. You know, that's your city council. Or, oh, I yeah. want, you know, something to go on with my school. That's the city. You know, like, these are the things that th- these everyday decisions or these the things that impact your life on a day-to-day basis are usually done at, at, a, at a state, local, city, state, regional level, not necessarily at the executive mm-hmm. level of president. And, again, this election, there are so much up. For, for, there's you know so much up for 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 the vote so it's yeah. super important for us to just kind of be there and and say what we what we want and and vote yeah. and by the way like yeah like you just gotta do it like i know it sucks mm-hmm. I know it's frustrating i know it's like wait but this i voted and this still happens it's gonna happen even more if you don't vote you know what i mean yeah. like you have to go out there and do it um, yeah. And you know, there's different ways of doing it, and that's the thing. You if you you don't don't wait until the eighth. Don't wait until the, the, the election day. Make a plan. Like this is what we say. Just like you plan to go get your nails done, go get your hair done, go for a girls' night out, go dancing, go shopping. Make a plan. Like that's why we have all the dates. We've created the portal. We have a crate, little downloadable um, little document that you could put all your dates in. Put it on your refrigerator, so you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are the dates. There's early voting. There's mail-in ballots. There's a lot of stuff that you can do that you don't have to get on a line, you know, on yeah. November 8th. Hopefully that there are lines, we're hoping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. Hopefully people are out. But um, 
it's just so crucial and critical that we yeah. do it, you know? So o much sea, prepárate. Prepárate, <laughs> but you got to prepare. But literally, that's yeah. why we like, go on the portal, click on your state, and do it. Just do it. Put it in your, in your calendar, in your phone, and then and yeah. it's done. And it's done, right? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I think there's this misconception that, okay, I voted, so something should happen immediately. Like, this is change that is long-term. You got to be in it for the long haul. Yes. Like, the stuff that we saw for Roe v. Wade, that has been decades in the making. Like, there are very specific decisions that led up to that, and it's impacting Absolutely. us day to day. Absolutely. The other thing is that, like, it, you know, relating it back to mental health is that the things that you encounter on a day to day, specifically in the Latina community, are on the ballot, a.k.a. Your, your kid going to school and getting childcare or, you know, who is eligible for free and reduced lunch or access to mental health resources, your community centers, the people who are actually in your community and are they helping you or are they stereotyping exactly. you and putting exactly. you in certain buckets? And so, you know, all of that impacts our stress levels and our mental health and all Absolutely. the things that we're worried about. But you can do, you know, you can do something about it and go go to the polls. Tell three people, right? And yeah. Right. Or go together, together and get online. There you go. Do do both at the same time, you right. know. And it, right. you know, right. I think... or make it an outing. Like, let's go vote, girl, and then let's go, mm -hmm. let's go have a drink. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's do something. Like, make it a plan. Make it, you know. But you got to plan it yeah. absolutely. And I think yeah. you you make a great point, Ayana, where that it, it's and that's what's frustrating for some people it's not overnight like it's just not mm -hmm. this is long-term change that we're looking for right like it and, and and democracy isn't a passive exercise you have to be engaged you have to be mm -hmm. in it like otherwise you're just gonna get lost you as yes. an individual and and us as a community like we have to you know make a difference by kind of being the difference that like we got to be out there mm -hmm. and you know we are in the best position to advocate for what matters most to us because we know what we want we know what we need right like let's yes. not wait for somebody else to tell us like let's tell them this is what we want and you tell them with your vote mm -hmm. um but you know we could say that till we're blue in the face and some people just still won't but but we got to keep saying it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know we're we gotta keep saying, saying it. It. and mm -hmm. i think you know one of the things with poderistas and, and you know this is generational change. Like, this is what we're looking for. Like, we want yeah. voting to be kind of, like, part of part of our culture. Like, this is mm -hmm. cultural. Like, this is something we need to do because we're active, because we give back to our community, because this is a tradition. So, but we're youngish in this country as a, as a group, right? Like, yes. but I, I always look at the African-American community. Like, they have this... Um, civic engagement is so important in that community, right? And obviously you, mm -hmm. you generalize, but whatever. But because it was such a hard fought battle and won that it's part of like when you're growing up and when, you know, it's part of the narrative. It's like, you vote. This is what you do. You vote. Yeah. I don't know that we have that necessarily as a, as a people, as a community, and we need to. And that's what, one yeah. of the things that we hope to achieve is this idea of like, this is part of what we do. This is part of how mm -hmm. we give back. This is part of valuing family, fam valuing like, um, comunidad, right? Yeah. And this idea of, yes, we are, there are differences. You know, we're Dominican. There's other folks, Puerto Rican, Colombiano, mm -hmm. Brazilian, whatever, all, of, all the things. And that's great. I think all, they're all beautiful, different, and bring so much flavor to being Latino. 
But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, we share more. We share more. We have more similarities and differences. Let's focus on that. Like, what's the, yes. what's the, you know, how do we come together for Latinidad? Like, what's the Latinidad mm-hmm. experience? And I think, because yes. sometimes I think that divides us in a way in terms of mm-hmm. interests. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You bring a great point about generations too, is, you know, as, as children of immigrants, I think we have more of a, Ah, mira, coño, I gotta, I gotta go to work. What are you talking about? Like, I can't afford to go to the polls. Whereas now, you know, as a first generation American, I can, I can take the time. I do have a privilege that my parents didn't necessarily have. And I, I make it intentional to pass that along to my son. And I said, let's go to the polls. Schools are closed today. We're going to go to the polls, right? We watched the inauguration together. We are talking about some of these things and normalizing it, uh, you know, in our everyday you know, discussions so that when he, you know, when he gets of age and is able to vote, it's like a, well, duh, obviously I'm going to vote. (laughs) I saw my mommy vote. I'm going to vote too. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Transitioning a little bit. Oh, I was sorry. I was going to say the same way. That's how I do therapy with my son. I talk about my therapy. (laughs) Mm. Like I said, oh, I had my therapist appointment today. I, you know, like I talked to him about it so that it's normalized, you know, like that he sees it as, oh, this is something she does. Just like I go to the gym, I have my therapy sessions, you know? So I think it's important to do that across the board. It's like you're modeling it. Self-care. I do that with self-care too, where like I've got a massage therapist and like, I'm like, all right, honey, like mommy's going to get a massage. I got to take care of myself. He goes, I don't want you to get a massage. I want to cuddle with you. I was like, I got to be able to have the energy to cuddle with you. So I'm going to go get this massage real quick and we can cuddle after. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, no, it's so important. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so since this is going to air during Latinx Heritage Month, can you tell us how you are celebrating this year? Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't, I don't really celebrate Latinx heritage month because to me, I mean, I'm Latina every day, right? And every day, and it's funny because mm-hmm. that poderistas we laugh about it all the time because people are like, so what are your Latinx heritage month plans? And we're like, um, to do more of what we do all the time, every day, you know. <laughs> but but you know, like I've been asked to be on panels. Like it's the time when lots of organizations, corporate brands and do stuff. So there mm-hmm. are events that I'll attend some of those, but I, it's not like a thing that I celebrate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I do like, like, you know, I saw, um, you know, Target always does like a thing, a collection. And, you know, one of, one of the vendors is a vendor that we've worked with, you know, Jen Zeno design. She's awesome. And we've worked with oh her. Oh my God. I have a thousand of their pieces. They like I was stuff. so hype when you know when they finally got into target it was like seeing yes. our whole community going to target I was like, oh my god <laughs> i know i know that was such great content like i love them they're awesome they've always yes. been a supporter of us they're you know they're super supporting the voting kit you know they're, they're they mm-hmm. did the toe custom design they're fulfilling it they're putting they're selling it on their site but yeah all that to say that i like to support when things people like target or other um you know companies or retailers do Latino stuff, I go out and buy it actually. Yes. Like I'll yeah. at least a few pieces just so that they see that people want it, you know, because I, you know, mm-hmm. every year hopefully like Target does a good job, I will say. Not that this is an advertisement for part, but they do. And every year it grows. You know what I mean? Like I like to see that mm-hmm. and they, they're interesting. I love that they chose them. They don't go for like whatever the big, big names. Um yeah. so I that's one thing I try to do during that month actually is go support, see who, what retailer is doing and I'll buy at least one piece. Yeah, <laughs> Even though a lot of times I'm too. like, oh, you know, but I want to support and I'm, I want to support if it's actual Latino owned brands. I definitely want to support. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I bought one of the Corazon Latino t-shirts literally for the whole family. All four of us are going to be decked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So cute. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Um, so before we wrap up, what advice would you give to other Latinas out there who are struggling with burnout, other mental health issues, and just a lack of motivation to stay engaged? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that... Um, awareness is important, right? Like just knowing that and being able to um, kind of like name it and claim it. Like this is where I'm at mm-hmm. and that's okay. You know, life is hard and this last couple of years have been hard. So what I need to do is A, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. Like You got to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with a supportive group of family, friends, family, as I call my friends. Um, yes. My, you know, my chosen family. Um, because you can't do it alone. And again, a lot of us like to think that we can do it alone. Oh, I'm an independent woman and I could get it done, but it, mm-hmm. you, you can't get it all done. You shouldn't get it all done. Right. And I have to tell myself that all right. the time. Like I shouldn't get it all done. Like I should ask for help. I should have help. Why? Why do I have to get it done? Even though I, in my mind, I'm like, but I can, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can't, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you shouldn't, <laughs> but you shouldn't. Right. And you shouldn't be I happy. If I want to. Right. Exactly. But it's always like I could, and that that was yeah. another lesson from mommy. My mom was very like independent. What the heck? Can I that? You know, like make sure you have your own stuff. Make sure you have your own money. All that stuff. But um, yeah. And take a break and step away. Like it, I think it's okay. Like I think it's better personally. I feel like I'd rather take a break, step away, than like implode. <laughs> yeah. It's harder to recover Absolutely. from that. You know, if you like are very like, I'm, I'm gonna take a break implode. You know, go back. Maybe I need a week. Maybe I need a day. Maybe I just need an afternoon to go mm-hmm. cry or to go breathe or to go take a walk around the block. But it's better yeah. than doing that than having a meltdown. I mean, you know, and if you have one, then okay, have one. Get the help you need and come back. But but try mm-hmm. to, next time, try to like address it, like prevent it, right? Like and, and, yeah. and, and do the things you need to do. And don't be afraid to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Bueno, chato, as your mom used to call you. <laughs> Thank you so so much for just being you for uplifting our community for being here for having this vulnerable conversation i really really appreciate you i'm so grateful to be able to have you in my life so thank you so much no thank you i'm so honored that you asked me and i'm so proud of you and this that you're doing this and taking your passion and helping others like it's amazing to watch so i wish you all the success in the world and thank you so much this was a lovely conversation it was fun Absolutely. Absolutely. Bueno, everyone, that's been another episode of Sazon y Corazon. Thank you so much for listening. Listen in on Spotify and Apple. Rate, like, subscribe, share. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.